On this episode of Take Talks Business, I speak with Tim Ryan, Executive Director for Startwheel. Tim, thank you so much for joining me for uh, this episode of Take Talks Business. Uh, can you give us a, a little bit of background uh, um, from a professional standpoint and how that led to your current role as Executive Director at Startwheel? Yeah, and there's. It's glad you asked that because there's probably a lot of people that don't know the uh, the whole background of me. Uh, the Air Force actually brought me here many many years ago, and uh, I think like a lot of people, they love the area so much that uh, they decided to stay, and that's exactly what happened with my wife and I. We loved the fact that uh, the ocean was right here. The uh, the mountains were just a couple hours away. DC just up the road. So we decided to stay uh, and I left the Air Force, became a uh, defense contractor. And while I was a defense contractor, I was on the information technology team. And the thing okay. that was interesting with that was they, they wanted to continue, they wanted to narrow my focus down into more specific IT skills. Whereas I was always drawn to something that was, was more broad in nature. Uh, so when, it, when it, the time came for me to, uh, to look at my master's program, uh, that's when I decided to look at my MBA. And then I went to William & Mary to business school there. Um, and then I transitioned. Uh, as soon as I finished, I graduated with my MBA, I decided, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and I'm gonna, I want to start my own business. I think that there's a lot of people out there that have a, a really strong skill set. Sure. Uh, and they may not necessarily know how to put a business around it. So uh, I wanted to help those people with the focus of really targeting those early stage startups, uh, small businesses, and, and help them move their business forward. So that's what I did. Um, but I quickly realized, I was like, gosh, I don't know anybody in the local local community. Everything, everyone I know is in the DOD community. So I, I expanded my network. Uh, and then I uh, became involved uh, from the start of, ironically, something called Start Peninsula. And I okay. really started to, to understand what the pain points were. And Start Peninsula started a week as a weekend pitch competition. At the oh. same time, uh, William & Mary was then doing a study. And they said, what Greater Williamsburg needs is a, a regional business incubator. Um, okay. So... James City County, York County, and the city of Williamsburg, they're like, that sounds great, but we don't really know how to do that. So because I had an understanding of the pain points of early stage startups and small businesses, uh, I put forth a, a proposal. And then I was the person that was put in charge to, to put the launch pad on the map. So the launch pad was, is what is the, the Greater Williamsburg Business Incubator. And we did nice. a lot of really, really cool things. Uh, a lot of businesses still around today as a result from that. Um, and then I became a board member for uh, Startwheel because I represented the Greater Williamsburg uh, region. And at that point, the, the launch pad had grown to the point where William & Mary at this point is now, uh, they're establishing their entrepreneurship hub. Uh, so they oh, have- okay three pieces of property that were vacant in downtown Williamsburg. Uh, and they had, they needed to fill that last spot. So then the launch pad then moved over to, to, to be the final piece of the entrepreneurship hub. And then William and Mary gotcha. took, uh, took over the program. So then I transitioned right into start wheel and it really worked out well because I had been involved with the startup community for so long at this point. Yeah. I, 
wrapped up a uh, a twenty year story, hopefully in <laughs> two or three minutes. No, that's really cool. And I I actually didn't know that that was kind of the origins of Launchpad, which is really cool. I mean, I've known about it, mm-hmm. but I didn't realize kind of that's how it all came together. So that's pretty cool. It's uh, it, you get to learn something new every day. So there you go. Um, so for those who aren't familiar with uh, Startwheel, can you give kind of an overview of what it, what is Startwheel, and especially mm-hmm. what has it been to to the entrepreneur community, especially in the last couple of years with, with all the changes we've experienced. Yeah. I mean, so Startwheel, I mean, it's, it's an online platform. So startwheel.org, that's the place uh, that, that is a bulk of everything there. And okay. what that is designed to do, it's, it's a, it is the, that online platform to consolidate all of the entrepreneurial activities that are going on in one place. Uh, it's a place where we, so there's a single calendar I have so many people that they come to me and they're like, Tim, yeah, I want to, I, I have this business idea. I really want to test the waters. You know, what events do I need to go to? So we have a, cons- a consolidated calendar. People can pick and choose what they want to go to. Same thing in terms of uh, news, any, any news sources, stories, uh, press releases, we consolidate everything there and we push that on the website. And then the, the last piece is uh it's a great place for the actual startups themselves to share what they what their accomplishments are and provide that sense of community that people can then list their businesses and connect with one another. Uh, because right now, I mean, gosh, for a long time, we have been one of the uh, most active entrepreneurial communities for quite some time. And yeah. a, a lot of that really has happened just in the sense of where Hampton Rose is such a big metropolitan uh, statistical area that uh, there's just a lot of things going on, but there's a lot of independent things with, with the different localities yeah. and so many education institutions, uh, local programs, state programs. Uh, there's a lot that's going on. So it's really, really busy and Startwheel comes and, and we kind of organize everything so that people can go to one place and see everything that's going on. Gotcha. Well, and are you seeing a trend? Um, I mean, obviously, over the last year, there seems to to have been even more effort. But but even over the last, say, like five years, are you seeing where um, not so much a consolidation, but more collaboration from the standpoint of there's a lot of resources out there, but we're doing a better job of kind of pulling it together so that you don't have an entrepreneur or, or any business professional for that matter, having to go in, in multiple directions to try to get what are essentially some of the same resources. Yeah, I, and, and that's, that's really the, some of the nice things to see. As, I mean, before everything, we were kind of awkward and we were going through these growing pains and everybody was all trying to do the right thing. And, and what I would tell everybody is that you know, what we started several years ago was almost a sense, not a friendly competition, if you will. But yeah. now we're, we're, we're moving as we're maturing, we're moving towards that collaboration piece. So if, if there was that one thing that I would really like to see happen in the future of our area of the 757 is to really see that collaboration take the next level where yeah. ODU and William and Mary are side by side or you know, any of the it's educational institutions and the localities really 
working together uh, to, to put the startup community on the map. Yeah. I asked this question of, of a lot of business owners, uh, entrepreneurs that we meet with, and you have a little di different perspective from the standpoint that you've been essentially kind of an entrepreneur yourself, but also working to serve entrepreneur communities. So uh, the question I typically ask is, were you an entrepreneur by nature to begin with? Or were you more of a, an idea guy that realized if I want to make this idea work, I've got to be an entrepreneur? Yeah. I, and so uh, going back to your previous question. So when I finished business school, I, I resigned from the position that I was in, started my own company, and I didn't know what was going to happen next. Uh, <laughs> you know, we, from a home front, we, uh, my wife and I had a, the conversation was like, First step, we have to learn how to live off of one one salary to make sure that our financial model at home works. Yeah. But uh, I mean, it's been great over the course of the last nine years, just uh, constantly trying to educate myself. And I think it's really important. I don't necessarily uh, I, I just want to help be the voice for the community. I, I'm not yeah. saying that I want to be the leader. Uh, I just think that I, I being an entrepreneur, knowing what it's like to go through the stress of are we going to make payroll? What do I need to do to, to either generate revenue or raise money so that we can continue to grow the business? I mean, I'm, I'm there and I understand what those pain points are firsthand. Yeah. So I just really want to help serve as the voice for the entrepreneurial community. And it's been a fun ride. Yeah. yeah. So are there any, I mean, the, the last year's been tough and we've talked a little bit about the collaboration, but are there any positives that you've seen that have come out of what has been an obviously tough time for the entrepreneur community? Yeah, I mean, I see, first off, from a, from a start wheel perspective, I mean, I generally spent a lot of my days doing, before COVID, going to coffee meetups, going to lunches, going to evening events, and then all of a sudden, March of last year, everything <laughs> was just completely cut off. So yeah. we had to really think, you know, what are we going to do? How do we stay relevant? How do we, we didn't want people to forget us. So then we mm -hmm. really increased our online presence. Uh, we started the Fervent Four show to help tell that yeah. story. But um, I've seen a lot of, a lot of positive that has come out of it. Yeah. I mean, I think from a technology standpoint, we have, uh, everything has been accelerated really, really quickly. Things that would yeah. happen five years from now, was condensed into 12 months. So the yeah. people that people that have been uh, really quick to innovate, people that have been quick to try new things, people that aren't necessarily afraid to fail, I think that they have all done really, really well. Uh, I mean, certainly there's been businesses out there that their hands were tied and they were at the mercy of whatever situation that they're in at the time. But yeah. I've, I've seen a lot of companies do really, really well uh, as I mentioned to you, uh, like uh, our bathroom is getting remodeled right now. And, and like <laughs> people like that, I mean, they are, their businesses are booming right now yeah. because everybody's at home and this is a great time that they can get stuff like that done. So uh, yeah. I, I have seen a lot of a, a positive uh, aspects that have, as a result of COVID. That's great. Well, and one of the, the I've seen a lot of articles over the last, especially the last six months, probably the back half of this whole situation, um, where 
there are a lot of individuals because they have lost what would be considered kind of your typical nine to five job. Um, either, either because the other spouse has been able to manage kind of what you talked about at the beginning was how do you balance a one income household when, when you've traditionally had two, um, or just situations where, where people kind of went, you know what, I've been putting it off. Maybe now's the time where people are getting into this entrepreneurial environment. So is that, is that real in your perspective, is that really occurring at the rate that it seems like, or is it more just that we're just seeing more stories about it? Um, that, I mean, that's interesting. I, I mean, I think that uh, the thing that's so great about what I do is that I, I am always talking to people that have find a better way of doing something, solving some <laughs> sort of problem, which is great because if you're not solving a problem, then you don't have a business. So as long as yeah. somebody's solving something and people have a lot of time to kind of reset right now. So they, yeah. they have extra time at home and they think about things that, you know, that, Hey, you know what, let me give this a, give this a try. Uh, and so from that standpoint, it, you know, another benefit of COVID as well is, I mean, granted on one side, there's uh, zoom fatigue, but on the other side, you know, nobody's sitting at the bridge tunnels right now, sitting in traffic, going to their next meeting. So I'm able to have meeting after meeting after meeting and yeah. really talk to a lot more people as they have these business ideas. And the other real benefit is the folks that are starting right now, it's, it's a great time to start because if you can yeah. start from ground zero where things are really, really bad, and then you put yeah. the proper foundation in place and you can weather the storm going forward, then when things turn around, you know, later this summer, this fall, when people are out and spending money, then they're going to do really well and they have the proper foundation in place. Yeah, there's nowhere to go but up. So, That's right. Yep, absolutely. So from, from a regional standpoint and from the, the groups that you collaborate with, if there was one thing that you'd love to see change, whether it's with Startwheel specifically or with the entrepreneurial landscape as a whole, if there's one thing you'd really like to see change or continue as we move out of COVID, what would that be in your mind? Yeah, I mean, it's really, I would, I want, I would love to see the, the collaboration increase a couple times. Uh, yeah. Just every time that we're able to work together a little bit more, we just, we can move together faster. I mean, we have to, anyone that thinks that they can do this alone, I mean, it's just going to be a really long, tough journey, just like a, a, with a business is starting. It, generally, we look for companies that have a co-founder because yeah. it's just a long, long road and you need someone there to help you out. And the more that we can help folks, and as, the, as we have success stories and businesses raise capital and hire more people, and then they can give back to help those companies that are just starting and we yeah. can just continue this circle where we help one another build that density and, and we got to keep the people here so the more density that we have with people that have evolved uh, through this cycle uh, that we can just pick up more and more steam more money is available from a fundraising standpoint the more capital these business raises the bigger the businesses get the bigger the businesses get then you're then you're attracting other businesses to relocate here. I mean, all these things are going to continue to happen, but we just we just got to keep really focus on that collaboration piece. Yeah, absolutely. Create that snowball effect. Absolutely. Exactly. So along those same lines, then 
do you see anything changing from from a start wheel standpoint specifically that 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 are is already in the works or things that you see as future opportunities for start wheel specifically yeah i mean i i will continue to focus on the community aspect i mean yeah. it, it just I mean, some of the magical places that you that you hear about, whether if it's like the grunge scene uh, <laughs> of Nirvana in Seattle back in the day, or jazz, or music in Nashville, Hollywood, comedy in New York City, or I mean, all those places have a sense of community where, where yeah. people just they if they share their pain points, they grow with one another. Uh, so we we just. As I mentioned before, I don't. I'm not looking to be a leader uh, from a me building an empire standpoint. I just want to build, yeah. help build something where people can help one another grow. Um, yeah. So we're really, really focused on the community building aspect to provide that way so that there is that escalated collaboration that can take place. Yeah, yeah, and it is funny how it does. You need both. You need the, the the facilitators to help move it along, but then there's also that part that always just continues to have to be organic. I mean, it's funny you bring up the grunge scene because I lived in in Seattle and was very close to downtown um, in the early to mid '90s, and and it really was a combination of both. It was one that was just built into the culture because you can't build a movement like that on purpose. You can't right. force it because as soon as you force it, exactly. people, you're going to get pushback because the whole reason they're doing it is because it's not part of the norm. It's not, it's not seen as the, the corporate side of it. Um, but at the same token, in order to, to make it grow to the extent that it, that it did, there definitely had to be kind of some of that back end push to help, make it move forward and get it in this case outside of just the realm of of seattle right um, but it but it's to your point with with like our entrepreneur community here in the 757 is is once you've built it organically then the next step is how do we make sure that the entire rest of the country knows that we are that hub for all things entrepreneur Exactly. And, and that's one of the things that, uh, that as a region, we need to be thinking about in the sense of just as I had mentioned, how easy it is for me to have Zoom meetings with all of these companies. Uh, and as I tra transition more and more into the angel investing side, I'm, I'm listening to companies to invest in that are all over the United States. Yeah. And so other other regions they're able to have meetings with our companies as well and try to woo them away. So, uh, you know, we really need to, to share, show the love to the companies that we have to keep them there because, yeah. uh, I mean, it's just, the world is opened up right now and there's, there's a lot of money available and everybody's trying to, to do their thing to, to grow their population or grow their, their, their economy in some way, shape or form. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and and I'll, I'll give a, a plug to the regional efforts right now for the 757 Re Resilience and, and Recovery Framework. And, and you've played a big part in that. A lot of the, the small business community has played a big role in making sure that we have a voice in that, 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 that this is much more than just uh, the Fortune 500s and the large corporations of the community. It's It's literally the idea that 80, whatever it is, 85, 90% of our community is that small business, small to medium sized business. And, and you referenced it from, from the standpoint of 
of those peripheral businesses that are created based on the success of one, you need the, the suppliers, you need the support teams to be able to continue to help that grow. Um, so I want to thank you and, and, and those that you partner with for, for the work you've done through that, because I do think I see that as just one of many steps that we're taking as a region to, to not only get out of this recovery, but to position ourselves in a manner that you've talked about a couple of times already about setting ourselves up for the future so that when, when we do come out of this, we're hopefully a few steps ahead of some of those regions, some of those, those communities that you're talking to those businesses to say, look, we're, we're set up pretty well for this. If this is where you want to come and, and start a new business. Yeah. I, I mean, everything. And, and again, that goes right back to why we wanted to stay in Virginia when the air force brought us here. But I mean, it, it the other thing that's exciting to see is the the landscape changing with existing businesses that, that have yeah. been here. So like a perfect example is a place like Ferguson. Uh, I mean, one of the, the largest plumbing supplier uh, in the world headquartered right here uh, in Hampton Roads. And, and they are playing a really big part in our entrepreneurial community. So they, they realize that everybody wins. So they, they help new businesses that start, they for help providing a culture yeah. uh, to enable growth and in some way, shape or form I mean, as we continue to grow the density and the population, I mean, Ferguson is right here to attract their talent, yeah. new talent as they grow and people are buying houses and I mean, it's, it's a win-win for everybody. So it's great to see yeah. people realize that and jump on board because I mean, it's the one thing that I share with everybody is Gosh, when you're starting a business, it is so difficult and so rewarding at the same time. But yeah. for the people that have succeeded, it's like, hey, somebody bet on you and somebody mentored you and someone helped you along or someone gave you a chance. You know, now it's now is the time to pay it forward. So yeah. having places like the Ferguson's of the world pay things forward and, and provide a partnership opportunity or in, introductions of one one way or another. I mean, that it's life changing and it could yeah. really change the landscape and trajectory of a, of a startup company and community. Yeah. And it's great to see the support from organizations like that, that, that really remember their roots. Cause the reality is whether it's Ferguson or whether it's Newport new shipbuilding, they all started off as a, as a small business entrepreneur setup. That's right. In the same boat. Now, in some cases, maybe it was 10 years ago. In other cases, it could have been 100 years ago. But, but the point being, we all started that way at some point. That's right. So it is great to see those, those large companies that remember kind of the roots of where that was and realize that for us to continue to succeed as a region, that, that they've got to help continue to plant those seeds as well. So it's, it is great to hear about companies like Ferguson that, that, that do support that in, in a very public way. Yeah. And that's why I, you know, I, I going back to like the, the music scene in, the, in that community. I mean, so it's the same thing, you know, pick a band that, uh, you know, Nirvana is going out on the road back in the day and they're, they pick the next up and coming band to open up for them uh, is the opening yeah. act. And that puts them on the map. So, I mean, it's just, it's just it, the business works in the same way. I mean, partnerships yeah. and mentorships and, and just giving people opportunities uh, that as all that is starting to take place. I mean, that's, that's the thing. It's really, really exciting. And uh, I really look forward to seeing what the next nine or 10 years brings. 
That's a great analogy. So from now on, all my big companies, I'm going to ask them who their opening act is. There you go. So. There you go. <laughs> That's great. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to talk to me um, on, on this Friday afternoon and, and appreciate all you're doing for the, uh, the Hampton Roads business community. Um, thank you for all you've given back over the years to, to everybody who, who is interested in, in starting that entrepreneur spirit. Um, and just as a reminder, I know you brought it up at the beginning, but for anybody who does want to follow up on this and get more information, uh, can you remind us what the, the uh, website address is? Yes, uh, startwheel.org uh, right. is, is the website, social media, at Startwheel, across the board with everything, Facebook, Twitter, Perfect. LinkedIn. Perfect. Awesome. Well, Tim, thank you again for your time. Thanks for joining the, the listeners at Take Talks Business and uh, have a great afternoon. Awesome. Thanks so much. This was a lot of fun.